0: Hey yo, we about to tear it up
1: It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound My name is Summit, aka New Year, same potty mouth And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka The Human Highlight Reel Okay 2019
0: human highlight reel yeah explain no reason i just like it it just sounds cool the human hi- how's that even possible human highlight reel is a, it's a term they use in sports right so like if you're i don't know like a kobe bryant or a harry kane right you know human they'll put highlight. like a montage together of all his best goals and best moments and he's the human highlight reel <laughs> okay. which is what i am
1: right so it's new year yes i haven't seen you since end of last year how yeah, are you I'm, doing
0: i'm good I'm alive. I'm well. I got no Christmas cards from you. No gifts. You got a message nothing. though, right? I don't even think I got a message I know, from I did, you.
1: I, did, I leave you alone at Christmas time. It's yeah, like, yeah. Some yeah. people did try to call me on Christmas Day. Actually, I'm like, nah, no, nah. No, no, that's I a know. violation. That's a I've, violation. I've made that mistake before. Yeah, yeah and you I did, realize you that. Yeah, don't call me. That's no okay. Just don't call me at all. Actually, did you have a good break?
0: I did. It was good. Uh, my niece and nephew. Uh, Christmas revol- revolves around them in our household. So right. They got all the gifts they want. They got too many gifts actually. I'm just like, listen. You're not from the bottom. We are. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is progress. It was good. It was good. It was good. Okay, cool. Um,
1: Today, we have a very special episode. Very special, yes. It's not only our year anniversary. I mean, can you believe we're doing this for a year? A year, man. A lot of money. A lot of time. But, you know, remember we spent... A lot of research. Do you remember when we had to use one mic for the both of us? Yeah, and
0: I had to sit on the hard chair. For yes. two hours, you never offered me the sofa. The sofa was Your hospitality com- skills are
1: lame. I'm Indian, that's what happens. It's fine. Okay, alright. I'm joking. 2019, sorry, Nat, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, Nat, sorry, Nat. sorry, Nat. sorry, sorry. I apologise to my people on that. But we have a, sp- it's a special episode because it's not only our year anniversary and I, you know, we thought it would be appropriate to celebrate our year anniversary with someone who has supported us from day one, absolutely, uh, really. day ones, day ones, oh, I day love ones. a day. Don't
0: you love a day one? Yeah, you got day ones are important, man. Day ones are important. Day two's cool, but day ones better. What about day threes? They can get a squeeze. They
1: can- <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're day four, no, 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 wait outside. But no, someone. I think we both, I speak for me and you, that we have. A trem- tremendous amount of support for mm-hmm. um a content creator a producer and an individual who's always looking to support and cultivate quality content it's um with absolute pleasure we have uh Cass Denton on the breaking atoms podcast make some noise
2: hi <laughs> thank you for having me guys
1: no we're, we're super excited um i think it's very difficult to find like-minded people who share a love of quality content mm. and is always looking to push the boundaries. And for me, when I find someone like that, I want to make sure they don't run away. We have to, <laughs> we have to, we almost have to cultivate and stop yeah. using the word cultivate, but we have to almost nurture that as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Few and far between, we have people, and I hate using the word the industry, but in a, in in a, in the sector, in the industry that we work in, it's very hard to find good people.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah so
1: yeah. I think it was only right that we we have you on the podcast to discuss your history, what you've got going on now, and the future of podcasting.
2: The future podcasting. of podcasting. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, that's like a big question mark hanging over everyone's head. But um, But yeah, I'm really happy to be here, guys. I'm really, really honoured. And what I will start by saying is why if you don't mind, is why I like your podcast and why I was happy to say, oh, like, check these guys out. What I like about your podcast is that you're not talking about what everyone else is talking about. You're picking subjects and you're kind of delving into them. And if I was making a podcast, like if I was hosting a podcast, it would be like this one. That's cool. So I, th- really I thought it. that I would just let you guys know that like it's one of the it's one of the things that I can listen to, and I think most people can relate to things like emails and work stuff and just random things, but like dissected properly, not just the average what everyone else is talking about, hot takes on whatever celebrity or whatever. And it's refreshing; it really is refreshing, and I really love what you guys do. So,
1: thank you so much. We appreciate that. I'm kind of for once kind of speechless, like genuinely. Nice. No, it's, it's, it's really it's, cool. It's really cool. We we, just... we always like to get feedback good or bad constructive from from everyone
0: and it, it lets me know that our approach of kind of what we do is go beyond the timeline so we believe that the the uh, the hot topics aren't always the important topics if yeah. that makes sense so we try to focus on the important things i think so we're it, honored that you you appreciate the approach it
2: can feel a lot like it can feel a lot like certain things are really important when you're on twitter and you're Following a lot of the same people and everyone's talking about it. But if you like pass a random person on the street, they don't give a shit. They're not talking about what whatever that thing is. They just don't care. It's not as important as sometimes it can feel like it is on the timeline. Mm. Um so yeah, that is definitely one of the things that I'm sort of like, I get a bit bored of. I'm just like, oh, okay, what we're talking about today. All right, okay, well, who else cares? And I can even ask my sister and she'd be like, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Family's that, always a good source. A yeah, good good exactly, yeah. a good barometer. so
1: yeah. Okay, so unedited. Mm. Co-founder, senior producer. Mm-hmm. What was the inspiration?
2: I'm actually not a founder, so I'll talk a little bit about why it okay. was founded. So Bernard Achampong um, founded it in 2011, and essentially, um, you remember that we had the riots in 2011, mm-hmm. and one of the things that really got on his nerves was like when they kept talking to essentially not the right people about Mm. the why's of what's happening. They weren't talking to young people, they were talking about them. Um, They weren't talking, they weren't trying to get to the root of it, but they were having people speak on behalf of people. And so he wanted to kind of build a platform that kind of gave people the opportunity to speak for themselves. Um, And Unedited came from that the name unedited came from that kind of concept sort of like given an unedited platform to people that are kind of being censored. Um, so that's why that's how it was born. Um, and it was more of like a multi-platform thing back then. So there was video incorporated audio and lots of different things. And then it kind of went on a bit of a hiatus for a bit. And then about two, two or three years ago, um, I had a conversation with him because we've been kept, we've kept in touch. We've got a history. We are on the same street team together. So we've known each other for some time. And we just got into a conversation about what our plans were for work. And I was just like, I'm doing radio, but I kind of want to do a bit more and I want to get into podcasting and some sort of like standalone audio. And he was just like, okay, cool. And then he'd had a separate conversation with a guy called Andrew Spence, who he knew via DJing. So they're both DJs. Um, And then it was a sort of a thing. Well, well, we all love audio let's you know re-kickstart unedit again but like let's have a focus on audio because it's what we're all passionate about and it's where all our expertise that's what our strengths are um and that's what we did um in 2017 i want to say i think so yeah yeah
1: and and taking a step back how did you get into kind of radio and producing Mm. you know what what drove you was it almost just the street team stuff was an internship a label how did how did you get into that
2: um I would like to say an accident but I don't believe it was an accident so the street team stuff made me kind of want to work in music Um, and then I went on to kind of work in music retail instead so anybody that's kind of been into music in the last 20 or 30 years they'll know of a shop called turnkey that used to be on Charing Cross Road. It's not there anymore, so Chipotle. I won't go into how sad yeah, that I, makes me.
0: Um, I've, I've been in Chipotle yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's holy ground. Yeah.
2: Um, so I started there in sort of like the back office and doing um, like shipping and stuff like that, a little bit in telesales. And then I went on to work in a shop called Sound Control, which was a, a, like a... They had a different... They had a few around the country. Um it was essentially like the Argos of music stores. It was quite big and like you could go down there, you can try stuff and you could buy stuff. Um, but that kind of went tits up because the internet, you can get stuff cheaper. You can go in there and try it, then yeah. buy online, which kind of sucked for people that were relying on the industry. But that's just how it goes. Um, so after that, I kind of randomly took a job at a local charity. It was an administrator's job, uh, at a charity called uh, Bang and edutainment at the time it was banging bigger fish and they needed someone to be like an admin/PA slash PA. so I was like all right I'll I'll do it and at the time I didn't realize that there was a radio station there as well um and so there were some funding issues and I lost my actual job that I was doing there as the administrator but while I was there I thought oh I'll well, that looks interesting. Let me go and see what it's like to shadow a producer. You know, I've always loved radio. I was one of those people that like, was constantly recording off the radio, blah, 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 but never thought about what goes into making it. So I shadowed a producer there. And then um, the rest is history. I kind of shadowed a show, I took over that show, and then started working on some other shows, Um, did some outside broadcast stuff, some standalone content. And yeah, it's like one of the best learning experiences I've ever, ever had. And I always say to people um, versus those who kind of would I change my start at a community radio station for somewhere like, I don't know, like the BBC or something like that. And I and I genuinely wouldn't because I don't know if I would have gotten that much hands on experience. I don't know if I could have gone up to my boss and said, look, um, it's Lupus Awareness Month. We want to make something. And then to just go, cool. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it meant that I could have craft shows around um, things that happen in the community, give people airtime and wouldn't necessarily get it. And yeah, for that, I am forever, ever grateful.
0: So you mentioned audio before. Mm. Tell us what is about audio in your opinion that expresses the authentic passion that unedited stands for?
2: I think because that is what we were used to working with and, Using to tell stories. So you can kind of like, when you're used to working with something from scratch and you know how it works and you've kind of seen the different emotions and the different ways it can be used, I think audio is pretty unique like that. I think we've gone a long time underestimating just what audio can do. But when you really think about it, when you look back before there was TV, there was audio drama people were tuning into their radios to listen to stuff and it's like we've kind of gone back to kind of like really appreciating it for the medium that it is and using it in like incredible ways now and I feel like that's just, um, yeah, I think that's just one of the ways that we felt that we could really tell stories and really kind of get stories, important stories across. It's just an amazing medium and I think it's just there's so much that you can kind of lead people to feel with it and sometimes they don't even... They cu- they don't expect it. They don't see it coming. Literally don't because they're using their ears. Um, so yeah, I just think it's one of those things that's just you know completely multi layered and amazing. Yeah, I think for me, I've always been
1: fascinated by radio. Um, I used to, I mean, Radio Four used to put me to sleep. You know, those those dramas you used to have, it was this Frankenstein or whatever, used to put me to sleep. I used to have my DAB by my bed and it just it's just the sounds of it and it, the quality of the the content. I mean, the archers being on for so long and and being kind of a soap radio soap drama. Um, I've always felt that radio and and kind of talk radio has just been just authentic. It's just so authentic, right? So you're using the power of your voice to kind of. I mean, I was we always reference hip hop. It's the MC, right? Mm-hmm. It's the master of ceremonies. It's using your voice to to kind of gain the crowd. And I think in some ways, radio is, is a bit like that. And it kind of, you know, adds quite nicely to my next question, which is unedited. The ethos is around authentic expression of passion, documentaries, programs, branding and, and training. What are some of the ways that you work towards um, achieving this and, and kind of success stories that you, you may have or you can share?
2: Um so success stories so at the end of last year um we took part in London Podcast Festival which we had done the previous year but the previous year was a bit like you know we kind of approached them and we were like oh you know we just want to be involved any any way we can so what we did we kind of pitched up our a little um a little booth in the foyer And we were doing a podcast surgery and we were listening to people's podcasts and giving them feedback. And in between that, we were playing Afrobeats and just being unapologetic about being blackety black black. Yeah, I love (laughs) that. And and yeah, because, uh, well, gosh, if you know anything about the podcast festival, London podcast festival, you know that it's like it could be a bit more diverse. So I think our placement there, we felt like we kind of had to make a point. Um, so the following year in twenty eighteen, we did a couple of live shows and we did a panel on diversity as well. And we feel like we kind of made our mark there.
0: Um, did you guy- Did you have the guys from uh, the Wire stripped? There mm. was that you guys. Mm-mm. Ignore me. I'm wrong. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> that tends to happen on this podcast.
2: But I ha- I met um, Kobe. Yes. Yes. I met him uh, very recently. Lovely guy.
0: Yeah, I yeah. want to be on that show one day. Do you? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they um they.
0: I mean, they, they follow us, and I think I, th- I'm assuming they heard our Wire our Sopranos episode. I would assume because they followed my personal
1: Instagram account. Okay, uh, and. I have no interaction there. Yeah, their I mean, podcast is awesome. Shout out to The Wire Strip. Too. absolutely amazing, sir. It's funny
2: you should mention that episode because I met him for the first time recently and when I found out about his podcast, I mentioned that episode of your your podcast to him. I was wow. like, you should check this out. Wow. And he knew what it was. Wow. So, that's, yeah. no, that's
1: great. And it, that's, I mean, My ego has its own postcard. I, right. I, I know. I know. Mean, I I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Good day. Good day. It's a good day. But no, they, they do great work and I think... To your point, the way in which you support other podcasts, we're the same. We're never, um, we're not crabs in the barrel mentality. We always, mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting that you had that kind of podcast surgery. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's very important to give that constructive feedback from people who know audio. Yeah. Um, you know, we get questions all the time. I mean, me and Chris did a, um, an event at Sapient. Yeah. Sapient Razorfish to go. be precise um,
0: I don't know what that means but Me he does um, <laughs> there's two companies merged together one was called Sapien one was called Razorfish and they did a you know had a creative burst and put two names together oh, okay. Sapien, Razorfish
1: Sony Ericsson same thing oh, Okay. and I think I think a lot of it is people always ask us you know how do you prepare how do you know how what work goes into Mm. you know making a podcast and i think preparation is important but also understanding the medium yeah i think that's where your guys expertise shines through and that's Mm. you know that that can be that can be articulated through all the podcasts that you do Mm -hmm. so that's important and and speaking of which you have a wide range of different podcasts yeah so black girls magic Mm. um the retro football shirts. Shout out podcast. to Alex Manzi. Yes, he's he's so positive. I mean, he, wow. He has his own podcast, yeah, well, "Dreamer's which Disease," doing, which is doing exceptionally well. I mm-hmm. think he was on iTunes. Like on the homepage, he's doing very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you and the team decide what ideas to take on? Mm. What, what what almost essential qualities that you look for to go right? We're going to take this on. We're going to kind of aid and assist a said prospective podcaster mm. to kind of take it to that next level?
2: Um, I think one of the first things that we have to consider with anybody that wants to work with us is do you really know what goes into it? Or do you just like the idea of doing a podcast and you kind of just want to jump on the bandwagon? I think what a lot of people don't realise is like you have to be consistent and you have to be prepared to put time aside every week or month or however you you know want to kind of put it out to do it consistently and that's one of the first things to establish do you actually want this or do you just think you want it um then it's kind of looking at what the kind of idea is and like if you know we can help them develop it and stuff like that um and yeah just seeing sort of like what they kind of you know what they kind of want to do how how they want to go forward what what they need from us because everyone needs different things that's one of the things i've learned being a producer in radio as well different people need different things from you Um, so it's just establishing what that is and just seeing how we can work together what we can do in terms of budget and things like that and then just going forward really and then just planning the release after that really
0: so as a senior producer Mm -hmm. for unedited talk us a bit through your 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 creative process when it comes to producing a podcast Mm. what do you look for what are the components that you add what do you take away like Mm. paint that picture for us
2: so, predominantly, a lot of the stuff that I've done for unedited has been um, conversation-based, interview-based. Um, so, the hosts that I've worked with, Anika on Black Magic Podcast and uh, Chantel Miller on Island Girls Rock, I look for people that can kind of bring the best out of guests and sort of like have a chat with them before the, beforehand and just kind of see what their kind of style is. Um, Chantel and Anika are very different. And it's just working to those strengths. So I'll kind of let them kind of give some guidelines um, in terms of like things to ask based on a bio or whatever and then kind of let them roll with it. And then when I go back, depending on how the session is going, I might say, oh, ask about X, Y and Z. And then when I go back and edit, it's just making sure that we're kind of keeping in the stuff that's engaging. um, and yeah, just keeping it tight, really, in terms of the conversation and stuff like that. But yeah, its it, I've been quite fortunate because they're both really, really easy to work with. Um, I, I'd say that in the past, it's not always been the case with other people I've worked with, mainly in radio. Sometimes it's just, it just doesn't quite gel, but those two have been really, really incredible. So,
0: so you mentioned keeping it engaging mm. and that's really key for us because when we put our content together we, re- we really want people to listen to it mm. respond to it react to it and actually live with the content
2: yeah yeah
0: I think there's some parallels with the music world so I'm a musician as well mm-hmm. and one of the challenges I'm finding as a musician is that it's hard to keep people's attention mm. so gone are the days when you'd buy ready to die by Biggie Smalls and there's 19 songs on there and it runs mm. for an hour and 20 minutes now we're getting Daytona by Pusha T seven songs 27 minutes mm. Keeping one's attention, does that apply to podcasters in the same way it applies to musicians? And if it does, how do podcasters overcome that?
2: Um, I think what you need to do is, I mean, it's like apples and oranges. Your podcast isn't going to appeal to everyone. So essentially, when you're making it, you need to think, well, who does it appeal to? And then find those people and give them the podcast or tell them where to find it or whatever there's no point in shouting to the whole world about it and expecting the whole world to be engaged because there might not be and you know sometimes that's just something you've got to live with but for instance if we're talking about stories about black women which has been sort of like the most you know the majority of my work I know lots of black women hmm. first of all and I know lots of black women who can relate to the women right. that we've interviewed and that's a, and that's a really good key point we had feedback Um, From one woman who listened to an episode that we did on childhood um, abuse, and she came back and she was just she just thanked Anika for making it, and she just said that she could really relate, and like she just said, keep up the good work. And for me, that's what it's about. It's good payoff. It's just finding the people that can like relate to it Mm -hmm. and take something away from it. Not saying that like something like Black Magic actually is. Although they are black women, they are women, so I think it could probably appeal much wider. But it's knowing like where your core is. I think
1: there was an episode with Jenny Frances, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was exceptional. She's an OG. She's no, a of problem. course and and she is, is a pillar. You, you know, I'm always a big fan of listening to people who've been there, done that. You mm, know, listening mm. from people who are eloquent and articulate. And I thought that episode was just—I think it might have been one of the. One of the episodes toward the end of the season.
2: Yeah, I think so. And
1: I was just like, "Oh, I can't wait mm. for the next because it's things like that are very." I think you know, Chris, we've you know spoken about it off air. We're in our thirties. We a like, lot of things. We're you know we're always looking for new knowledge. We always want to learn. Always a student, never the teacher. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I think
1: that to your point, um, audio and the and the things you you know finding that niche in, and we kind of work in marketing, so it's kind of those kind of rules apply in the sense of you know you go to the places where you feel your audience are, Mm -hmm. tell them about it. But I also just realised who you are. You're the puffy of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I just realised. That's actually a cool title, the puffy of podcasting. podcasting. I'm telling you, when when we're talking about actually producing. Right,
0: I see. Okay. So it's like Quincy
1: Jones. I'm Quincy. I am. Okay.
0: No, I'm actually, (laughs) Gordon calls me Quincy. That's good for him and good for you. No, you can't have that one. I'm having that
1: one. (laughs) Um, You're the puffy of podcasting because essentially you're, the so we have beat makers who think they're producers, mm. and you have producers who think they're beat makers. Make well, essentially, what you're doing is you're in the same sense, uh, in the same way, uh, a producer on a film. that's the truest sense of a producer. Yeah, that's where I see you. Spe- you know, from what you've just said, that's why you're the path of your podcast, and you actually put things together mm. and understand what's required, what's lacking, and that's the radio producing experience that's yeah. coming in. But that's so important because in the moment it's easy to miss things when you're hosting a podcast mm. in the moment. And having an outside the person outside who's engaged and goes, right, we need this. We need this. Mm. Think about that. That just enhances the experience. Mm. So you're the path of your pod- that's a k AKA path of your podcast. The
2: path of your podcasting. Wow. I mean, it's
1: alliteration. It's, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what it is though? Also, I think I did, I did a stint of about a year as a presenter. Right. And so I think that insight is very, very important to how I kind of relate to somebody that's on the other side of the mic as well. So things like reading scripts, I know it's not easy for everyone. Some people are one take wonders, some people need a little bit of help. And having been on the other end and tried to deliver something, I can kind of be a bit more empathetic about like some of the struggles that they're having. So I think yeah, I mean it's it's about trying to see it from all sides and getting the job done, really. Podcast is a is a buzzword now. Mm. Um, Everybody in
1: their mother has one yeah. yeah, it's like blogs I look at it like uh, It's blogs. basically blogs, yeah In the golden age of blogging 2008, 2012 Right Or 2013 Everyone had one Everyone was in that bandwagon Everyone wanted to be a lifestyle blogger I mean, they still do Everyone mm. was an influencer influencers now Oh, they influencers now they trash But um, oh. Sorry, 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 Cass Sorry, I had Point of the south Just came out, sorry um, But it, it reminds The time we're living in now It, re- it kind of reminds me of that From your experience and expertise, do you feel, do you see a a reason for the rise? Like BBC Sounds, they've released a new app, they're Mm. pushing podcasts. Yeah. They're pushing a Peter Crouch podcast. They're pushing the receipts on One Extra. Mm. Is, you know, can you point to a reason or reasons as to the rise of it? Is it just a popular thing that everyone's trying to get behind? Or is it kind of what you said earlier, which is we're now embracing, we're kind of that cyclical thing where we've come back to enjoying audio again?
2: I think we, I think it is a little bit of coming back to enjoying it and just realising what can be done with it. Um, I mean, because you can have like a breathtaking sound design piece and that's a podcast and you can have a conversation between two people and that's a podcast. They're the same medium, but right. they're just... But it's so vast in terms of what you can do. Um, so I think that that might just be uh, one of the reasons why we're embracing it. Also, the barrier to entry um the barrier for entering the podcasting game is is a lot lower than it is for radio you can just get the bits together you know the, in terms of the tech the prices have come down quite a lot now mm. in terms of what's affordable it's a bit like when they kind of brought in home studios um yeah. you know where where it was sort of like not attainable at one point for a normal person to kind of buy stuff to put in their bedroom and make beats or whatever now you can do it for like next to nothing same thing goes for podcasting you can buy stuff you can use your smartphone if you want to and just crack on and upload it nothing is stopping you from kind of putting your stuff out there um and I think that's one of the reasons why people find it popular because it's giving people who wouldn't necessarily be given a voice or a platform the opportunity to just carve one out for themselves
0: so where do you see podcasting Mm. in the next 12 to 18 months and most importantly where do you see yourself in it?
2: Gosh, well, I hope I'm getting a lot richer from it. That would be great. <laughs> um, that would be lovely. Uh, where do I see it? Do you know what? It's a really hard question to answer because even just in the last 12 months, it's uh, it's changed a lot. What I hope will happen is I hope that the the market opens up a lot to different kinds of voices Um you know, given different kinds of people opportunities. It's one of... Just like the rest of the media, it's kind of like... It kind of needs to do better in terms of diversity. Um, And it would be great to see more... A more more variety of voices, kind of like in the top of the charts or getting big sponsorships or just getting like the shine. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, so that would be good. I think making more funding accessible to people um yeah i just think it's money and i think it's just you know making sure it's opened up a bit to different people so that we don't see the same names and also sometimes the same sometimes the same companies we see the same stuff yeah. coming from the same places and it's just like you know open the floor a little bit more but then i think that just comes down to also finding back doors into Into things, um, finding independent funding, sourcing producers, building teams, and just kind of like making your own path. I think there's probably going to be more of that and less waiting for people to give opportunities, more sort of like people just appearing, not from nowhere, but sort of like from, you know, out of the side of your writing. What's that? You don't quite see it coming. And they've just come and they've just, you know. Taken the floor with them with an amazing podcast, and they didn't have like a big network or something behind them. I think there's going to be more of that as people learn more about the industry.
0: Different kinds of voices, mm-hmm. different kinds of content. Mm. Those are two of the key things I take away from what you just said.
2: Mm.
0: We're an ethnically diverse podcast, mm-hmm. right? I'm West Indian, he's Asian. On paper, we're not supposed to get along, but somehow mm. we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes, I can't speak for some, but I speak for myself. Sometimes I look around in the podcasting space and I don't see people who look like me, mm. you, or Summit in prominent kind of positions or in the sponsorship positions or on, on, the, on the homepage of uh, Apple iTunes or whatnot. Like, yeah. I see the Fern Cottons, I see the Russell Brands and it's, it just seems to be getting a, a, a bit repetitive. Mm. What are your thoughts on firstly diversity in the podcast space if you could delve into it a bit more Mm -hmm. into a bit more detail and secondly how can people like us assume positions like in terms of decision making and working at some of these bigger companies that have a lot of money and Mm -hmm. influence
2: well unfortunately podcasting is pretty much like the rest of media it's newer but it's got the same old shitty problems like the gatekeepers are middle-aged white men say it with your chest <laughs> that, that was that was middle-aged white men from the sternum. they are the gate they're the gatekeepers they hold the purse strings so in a sense until that changes or until the thinking behind content change i don't to be honest i don't really know what's going to change that um the good thing about podcasting in fact media in general with the with the internet and things like web shows and things like that. Cause podcasts are a bit like web shows. Yeah. You can just make it and you can put it out there. Um, so if you can take the receipts, for example, so the receipts were an independent podcast, um, and they managed to get to the top of the iTunes charts. They're not, they're not white. They were the first black women to do that. Um, people of color to do that actually. Um, but we need more kind of, we need more consistency in terms of like the shows that are being made by different people getting that kind of kind of highlight and not just like one offs here and there and not just what seems like an anomaly to the norm. We need like more support for people that are telling different stories Um and just, oh, if I had all the answers, I just don't because it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I can hear it in your voice. It's frustrating, just like Lenny Henry is frustrated now. Um, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> you know, it's quite frustrating.
0: Yeah, I feel uh, we have to have a you conversation. That now. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, so how did you feel the
1: last 30 years, Lenny?
2: Yeah, mm. it's okay when you're at These the table. These are questions. Yeah. When you,
1: yeah. T- when you get taken away, yeah. mm.
2: things feel a little
1: different. Or when yeah. the buffet gets slim. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I like to always hang out, hope. I completely agree with your sentiment and both your sentiment. I like to hang out, hope, and I always like to, you know, it's either football or rap. And I like it, I liken it at the moment to. Uh, maybe at the moment podcast and the podcast game needs to still mature a little bit it's been mature but not for for us right so it was a mpi it was a you know things like that middle-aged people in america used to podcast the barrier of entries have changed more people are getting onto it. it they're exploring different forms whether it's youtube shows web shows um you know twitch and now podcasting, and people are, are seeing the value of it, and, and now it 's becoming more of a thing in the mainstream right so when you start seeing it on BBC and things like that, it starts becoming part of the consciousness part of a habit and I agree with you we need to create more content it might you know it might be thing that we need to start developing those skills that like we do with media and, and, and kind of develop podcasting to schools, get mm. them young mm-hmm. and start encouraging youngsters That's of all backgrounds idea. to start. It, it start developing their voice Maybe we
0: need to go into the schools And start teaching podcasting
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, but take, take that part of the podcast No, I'm going to keep that I'm going to keep that, keep <laughs> that <in>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know There definitely something to that, to that point I just mm-hmm. think um, Think of it in rap ways Late 80s, early 90s Change is going to come mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll start getting into A place where we're right in your face Like NWA and then we'll get to a, a huge tipping point, a two-pack, and, and then start the realms of independent. Mm-hmm. You're Rockefellers. You're Jay-Z. We'll do it ourselves. We don't need you. We can make our own money. We'll develop our own revenue streams because they almost kind of exist. Not In podcasting, it's difficult, but it'll get there, right? So mm. there's the advertising. Your hey, get Squarespace. Uh, here's Audible. And then you kind of go into live shows. Mm. and it's starting to happen more in the states and it'll start happening here and more and more more and more people are doing it i think was it the my dad wrote a porno yeah they're doing a special with hbo that's wow. crazy right so crazy. they're doing a li- a live congratulations to them but that's yeah, yeah, nuts yeah, yeah. a live taping and it's it's like hbo right so it's just same tape. people that made the wire and the sopranos yeah mercy to jesus so it it, it, it comes right and yeah. so it i think does, yeah i think i think to cass's point that at some point something's going to give mm. i think we need to we all need to do more to encourage young people and their voices because people are like oh i don't know how to start the biggest thing about podcasting is i don't know how to start one yeah how do i start one right and that's yeah. the question we get all the time well and yeah I tell people, you just, it's just start. start
2: you just start and i think to, to to go to your point of revenue as well um i think that communities of color could do more in terms of like helping each other out collectively yeah. i actually do not believe for one second that there isn't money here mm. there's money here it's just are people willing to invest in new media or in are they do you know what i mean yeah. I, I do not for one second believe that there isn't money
0: because i know how much we spend on funerals right and weddings. <laughs> so, <wow. laughs> there's money there's, there's money. money there's no there there's is ma- money
1: there's
2: money and there's money in businesses as well there is yeah. um so it's just, you know, it's just kind of like rewiring our kind of mindsets, really, to kind mm. of think collectively of how to kind of build a proper community in this. Yeah. Um, because we have the talent and it's actually incredible how much talent we have. So it's just getting the other pieces in place to really, and if and when that, not if, but when that happens, you'll see a different, a different industry altogether, I think.
1: British Podcast Awards. mm a judge you are a, you're a judge for the upcoming british yes podcast that's awards, right yeah right? um why did you decide to get involved and what do you think you can kind of bring to the table that maybe some of the other judges can't
2: um i got involved because essentially it's like it's really exciting for me to kind of hear the entries so i'm one of the judges in the final stages um so that's once they've decided what's in what's in the categories and stuff like that. Um and I enjoy it because it exposes me to stuff that I probably won't necessarily listen to otherwise. Um and I love that as well, just being, you know, just hearing what's out there because it's there's so much. Oh my god. Mm. Um so it's a it's a chance to kind of get things brought to my attention that I wouldn't necessarily hear. And it's good to kind of like talk with other people as well. So there'll be, be like a team of us on a particular category. And I like hearing how someone else has heard something and then versus my perspective of it. Right. Um, and it kind of helps you to kind of see things in a different way or hear things in a different way. I should start saying that. Um, <sighs> and just, yeah, I just love the way it kind of expands, it expands my knowledge of it and and, and you know, and that's what I like about it it's one of the highlights of my year actually um what can I bring that other people can't bring to it I think we've all just got our our own set of ears is what we bring do you know what I mean because when it Mm. comes to podcasts and what we like we'll kind of listen out for different things different things kind of pique our interest so I think I don't know in terms of like different backgrounds maybe that has a has an effect on what someone will think is good or not um so i would say that just me and my background what i like that's what i'm bringing to the table for all i know there could be someone that has a similar view but i think what what you're bringing to the to the um process is yourself and what you like and your kind of um your perspective on on what something sounds like or if it's good or what you think it's saying sort of thing so we've all kind of got our own our own ways of judging
1: um, when I used to work in music and I used to listen to a lot of demos, a lot there of albums. We sorry, we sorry,
2: go.
0: stunting again.
1: No, I've, there's a point. To this, I okay. promise, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, I used to listen to music with a very analytical mind, mm. right? Mm. And I felt that uh, as after a while, it kind of soured the enjoyment i have of of music because i'm always listening out for the bar and the flow and this and how it's constructed and how the drums sound and how it was mixed and i mean i still do that and i'm able to enjoy music more but now, but i mean i'm just thinking out louder. do you ever feel that you have that problem or you're able to enjoy the podcast without having to look at it from an analytical perspective so the things that peak of interest mm. are you still able to enjoy the podcast or podcasts mm. um without it kind of dampening your experience
2: yeah. So coming from radio, I've, you know, you kind of, you're trained to kind of make everything completely perfect. Um, and I've had to retrain my ear a little bit to kind of really enjoy the full breadth of what podcasting has to offer. Um, I still, yeah, thoroughly enjoy podcasts in all kinds of different formats. But I think what I've learned to do is listen beyond what would bug me as a radio producer. Still bugs me as a as a podcast producer, but like I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be fixated on something that's not perfect and I'm still gonna listen beyond that. So um it's meant that you can just enjoy things for what they are and instead of what they're not. Yeah. So it means that you can take something you can enjoy content for what it was intended to be and and sort of like, you know, trying to enjoy it for what they kind of put out there for you, rather than go, Oh, but it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. It's and like it, when
0: I listen to Migos <laughs> I, just, I know what I'm going to get. I'm yeah. not going to get like anything thought-provoking, yeah. intellectual, life-changing. It's just skirt-skirt. That's it? <laughs> I mean, for me, that's
1: life-changing. That's life-changing. To skirt-skirt yeah. somewhere on a Tuesday? Skirt-skirt? I mean, I could skirt on a Thursday? Skirt-skirt. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's amazing. Um, could you talk a bit about the uh, Sound Women Project um, okay. and how you became involved in that?
2: So... Um, The Sound Women as a company was uh, basically an answer to the male-dominated radio industry. Um, The organisation itself was founded by a woman called Maria Williams. And essentially, she was kind of fed up with men winning everything and men being basically really dominant in the radio industry. So she set up Sound Women and they did lots of things. They did mentoring, they did events, they did all kinds of things. And one of the things they did was podcast. So they were relaunching their podcast in 2016, and they were looking for um producers to kind of work on it so i said oh well, that sounds like fun um so they you know kind of brought me on as a lead producer and i had a an assistant producer and they gave you different episodes to work on with, of a different theme so they'd say this one is about let's say voices and like voiceover stuff um and then they would just say that's the theme go out and make it get some people to talk to and that was the first podcast i worked on actually um and it was a great experience. It exposed me to some really great presenters, people that are sort of like on Radio 6, so Liz Kershaw. Um, I worked with Angie Greaves as well, someone that I am still in contact with now. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good experience and it was um, eye-opening. It's sadly the actual organisation, Soundwoman, is closed now. It's a shame. It is a shame. Um, it's a bloody travesty, actually. Uh, but we still kind of have like an online community. So there's still lots of support online for women uh, who are in radio, podcasting, any kind of sound, really, um, because they're still very male-dominated areas. So, yeah, there's you know, good stuff happening online still.
0: So before you fly out mm-hmm. and do your whole puffy podcasting thing,
2: <laughs> take
1: that, take that, take that.
0: <laughs> if you do use that, though. Just credit I will credit an you guys No you can, um, all right. you can take that for free It's alright You can take that for free We'd like our listeners To get to know you mm-hmm. The person Cassandra Denton A little bit better So okay. I have a round called In your business Oh god all Right.
2: Uh, This is the kind of stuff I dread Go on I'm
0: going to ask you some I'm going to ask you some questions And I want you to answer Honestly Yeah Truthfully Yeah And with the first thing That comes to mind okay? oh, Keep it clean okay. Chris Keep it clean Alright let me get of some course, water Of course Take a sip of your water <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna get to know Cassie a bit. That's all. I'm not gonna put her out there like that.
1: I wouldn't do that. Oh, of course, you would not.
0: All favorite. right. First question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite condiment?
2: Oh, wow. Probably ketchup.
0: Good choice. Nice. Mm. Favorite rapper. Oh. Do you, do you like I, rap? You?
2: I don't like. I kind of like rap. R and B. Are you R&B? I'm an R and B no, person. My next question.
0: Who's your favorite singer?
2: Okay, so. Discounting all the greats and the legends and whatnot, your Arethas and your Whitneys, mm. I'm gonna say Jasmine Sullivan
0: yes good choice okay good choice favorite album because i remember a tweet you, you 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 posted you you listen to a lot of podcasts and i was sitting there thinking to myself
2: so when does cast get time to listen to music <laughs> okay so i have can i say more than one because they're all like okay three. so what
0: what three albums would you bring with you on a, a desert island desert if you were island. tom hanks cast away
2: all right so i would have uh my first album that i bought was jodeci's diary of a mad band
0: um, my, my lady's gonna she's gonna scream right now. She loves yeah, that she loves all of
2: that. Uh, tweet um Southern Hummingbird. Still haven't heard that. I think you should walk out of your own podcast right now, but um, you haven't heard that. I'll be honest. Um <laughs> and there's an album called Firstborn Second by Bill Wow.
0: Yes. I love what's the song I love on it? Um the one with most deaf in common. Recognize or something like that. Reminisce. Yes. That's it. That's it right there. Sorry to point out. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? <laughs> he gets very really excited. He gets really excited. But
2: yeah, that's a hard question because it depends on my mood what I would even yes, choose. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Chris, what's your favourite albums?
0: Um. Okay, we're talking genres, man. Like, my favourite R&B album of all time is A Day in the Life by Eric Benet. Ooh. Okay? Love that album. Um, yeah. My favourite hip-hop album used to be Ready to Die.
1: But it's as I've got older... Kingdom Come?
0: No. Um... Black on both sides, most deaf. most deaf? Yeah, that album really liked. That's classic album. Just no, talks that's... to me. Arm um, two boys to men, love the album. Pronounced Tony, which is a gospel album. There's loads.
2: I forgot Super Duper Fly, Missy. Okay, mm. I'm not. Mm. Do I need to leave now? Need to get my stuff. No, no, no no, <laughs> no, no, no. You know what?
0: My whole thing with Missy is that I, I really appreciate Missy mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm i'm a lyrics guy oh, okay. i'm a most deaf talib kwali type dude farah mm. monge type dude so whilst missy wasn't the greatest lyricist i really do appreciate her creativity now yeah
2: i wanted to be her I her it. impact I mm-hmm. her impact is kind
0: of yeah, unrivaled I, and sense. she's she and just, congratulations to missy first yeah. female in the in the songwriters hall of fame exactly yes. well yeah. deserved yes well deserved so what's your favorite film
2: oh my god another one that i can't answer you i can't answer films? that you i can't answer films? what's my favorite film Like right, top three films I still, like, I can tell you which films mean a lot to me. Yeah, do that. Okay, so so I'm a huge Rocky fan of the whole franchise. Did you watch Um, watch Creed? Yeah, I've seen Creed 1. I haven't seen Creed 2. Neither have I. So... Creed was emotional. Yeah. So I like Rocky 1 because of what it kind of signifies. It signifies, like, yeah, it's going to be really shit and really hard, but go the distance and don't quit. That's why I love it. Uh, what else? I, mean, ah, I wish I'd known what these questions were going to be, because <laughs> I can never really think of what my favorite films are. Um, That's okay. Just throw it back at him. Yeah. What's your favorite film? <laughs>
1: um,
0: off the top of my head, I'm gonna say, uh, American History X.
2: My God. See what? I, I didn't even think of really, that. Really? That That's film. one of my favorite I films. I love that film.
0: Love, I can, That film. Anytime it's on, I watch it. That's one of no my favorite films as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, that Dark, and
2: Shawshank.
1: The Dark Knight. Yeah. Love that. Shawshank Redemption's mm-hmm. class I've not seen that You need what? to watch it Red. You need to watch it Red. I'm watch not really it. a big film guy No watch, you need to watch, watch it, it Red. Shawshank okay. You need so to watch Shawshank I need to
0: watch Shawshank Redemption Yeah And I need to I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an album buying person mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to buy Tweet Southern, Southern Hummingbird yeah. It's been in my Amazon cart For like four years <laughs> I'll make sure I get it You need to watch
2: yeah.
0: What's your favourite drink
2: Ooh I am really prone To a whiskey and ginger ale Nice Is that Weekdays any day. <laughs> <laughs> if you
0: told us they were in awesome. boston <laughs> Favourite sport and team?
2: Oh, I don't really do team sports. I don't watch football or basketball or anything that involves teams stuff. You don't like Liverpool? Nah, I don't watch football. But I if I'm gonna sit down and watch a sport and be excited about it, it would be at athletics, so it would be like hundred metres, two hundred yeah. meters. And I really love watching gymnastics as well. Gymnastics okay. are really
0: underrated. Yeah, those those are there's some strong people in Listen, gymnastics, they know?
2: The conditioning they have to do is crazy I want no
0: smoke with a gymnast. They, if you're a gymnast, yeah. if you come to rob me, yeah. and I find out you're a gymnast, That's I'm, it. Giving you all my yeah. I'm giving you all my you. money. I'm giving you all. They'll done you, they'll done your dance. <laughs> What's your favourite cartoon?
2: Mmm. What is my favourite cartoon?
0: Could be old school, new school, or now school.
2: Right, so there's a cartoon that I really loved watching. It was called Fairly Odd Parents
0: yeah oh, you went deep
2: um yeah have you seen it chuckles
0: chuckles, put the, chuckles put the fist it's
2: up it's yeah, great chuckles. it's so funny um and i i went out of my way as a big 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 grown woman of buying that on dvd <laughs> yes yeah i love it, it fairly, fairly Odd Old parents
0: Bearers. all right so i need to get that too That's yeah, great, Classic. It's great. It's 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 great. i've never seen it very it's very really well, well known.
2: Good.
0: so that's your favorite cartoon fairly odd parents okay i'll check this out um favorite holiday destination
2: Mmm. Well, the the holiday that I've... The the destination that I've had the most fun, and I went three consecutive years in a row, to different spots, Wales, Jamaica. Boop, 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 boop! Fire! Fire!
1: You've now made... You've made a friend for life. (laughs) You've made a friend for life in Chris. (laughs) Yep, She went back to the the
2: ends i went back to the ends yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah did you go to uh montego bay
2: i went to montego bay i stayed in st anne's which hotel you um, stay? montego bay was the holiday inn okay in st anne's it was a family friend with a house um and then st mary's was like a guest house of a of a family member and we stayed there um so did you yeah go to,
0: did you get any juicy beef patties
2: do you know what i will be honest yeah i don't eat meat but yes, I understand.
0: Yes. But, but they do have vegetable patties. But
2: I will eat a juicy beef patty. Oh, you,
0: you crossed the line for I a juicy... I will. P-
2: li- listen. Listen. I know.
0: I went to, we went to juicy beef, right? And tears...
2: They're, just, I they're felt magical.
0: The of, I, felt, I felt the spirit of my ancestors. Right? Yeah, speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. In is
2: between it, those your, pastry flakes? Listen. Oh, my God. So
1: you're a vegetarian?
2: No. Fish... Um, but I'll probably be vegetarian soon I'm kind of going off fish But there's certain things that like You put it in front of me And I'm going to Yeah I'm I like a fish
0: I will bang down a salmon Yeah Okay Straight
1: up So Cass has got the best of us. So she likes Jamaica mm-hmm. And she likes a bit of Vegetarianism Yeah
2: I'm down I could be with this. a vegetarian
1: I'm down with this
0: mm-hmm. What Was your favourite subject At school
2: um, It was a combination of music and drama
0: I can see. Mm. I, think, I feel you've got some kind of um, theatre type.
2: I was really good at drama, actually. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I, I regret not I kind you. of, like, pursuing it mm. and all that. Could have been in Luther. Right? Mm. I would love to play a bad person, though, like a villain. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I would want to be proper stabby. Like, I'd want to oh, be a million? villain. Yeah. I'd wow. be a great villain. I think you would. Because I'm so, like, such a goody-two-shoes in real life. They wouldn't expect
0: it. It's you the could, you, you, could, you, you expect. could be like um, the black version of Alice.
1: From
2: Luther, yes,
0: because she's nuts oh yes I've yeah. just
1: started watching Luther I'm on season 2 now you, you just started? just started leave the room <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was your first job? my first job was in River Island good in start. Watford Harlequin Centre I used to work in Watford shout out to Watford mm, did that for two years good discounts? discount was decent you know but yeah I, I no you couldn't do it again I just could not do it again. <laughs>
0: Retail is a different beast like Oh now. it's a monster Like just mm-hmm. just this Christmas gone um, I was going to tweet it But I forgot to It's just like I really appreciate the effort mm-hmm. That people who work in retail Go to for us During those times of the year Like people in hotels and mm. Restaurants Because the, they, they work hard And I don't feel they often appreciate so They sometimes, are not I go to Primark and whatnot With my mum You know my mum's not mobile She's not flexible So she'll pull something off the rack And she might drop it I just want to walk off. Mm. I said, "Mom, you can't do that. <laughs> so I'm walking behind her in Primark, just picking stuff up, hanging it back, because I'm like, you know, someone, that was one, yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, you got know? to pick
2: that up. yeah. yeah I, I yeah.
0: worked in retail and I understand how it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes a very thankless job or it often a very thankless often, job. often, yeah. What are your top three podcasts mm-hmm. that you don't produce and they're not under the uned- unedited uh, banner?
2: Okay, so this is really hard for various reasons um, because... Can I just tell you what my favourites are? Because I can't rank them.
1: Yeah, yeah, in in, in, in any order. Yeah. So when I okay. say favourite, just ignore that. Say okay. So three. I'm just
2: going to tell you that the, the, the favourites that I I have. Okay. So obviously this one is one of my favourites. Well, this one. Come on. This one. my favourites. I wouldn't have thought that. Um, I listen to a podcast called Cool, cool Name for a Podcast.
0: I listen to them too. Uh,
2: Travis J. Yeah, they're really Co- funny. Yeah, I really want to be on that show one day. Um, he's great, and he's basically comedy royalty, as you know. If you know, you know. Um, tea and biscuits. My girl Cheryl Blues on that one. That's the one that. Um, no, I thought Darnell did that one.
0: No, different. a cup of tea, something. Yeah, he might
2: be talking about two cups of tea and the sugar or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's different um two girls on a mic and my yeah. girls also i like dame baptiste questions everything uh the receipts podcast i love um the read the friend zone and i listened to a podcast recently called dr death wow. and it was about a doctor who essentially uh botched lots of surgeries ended up killing some people um and
0: he's doing the podcast
2: no 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 oh, no it's about him I he's bold it's about him um And it's really interesting. The butterfly effect I really enjoyed as well. Mm. Um, Making Obama, making Oprah. uh, Still processing I really liked. Um, Or like, I should say, it's, it's back now. What else is there? There's loads. Hidden Brain there's just so many that i enjoy i don't i couldn't choose it's like i can't choose films and that's mm. like I, that's why i hate quickfire questions <laughs> because i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna go like oh i forgot about this film <laughs> yeah, and i happens. forgot about this album and i forgot about this so yeah i hate you for that it but, happens. but this is
1: his uh his is him putting his radio segments in your business
2: in your business yeah,
1: see, he's got he's got a name for everything <laughs> if you could produce one podcast
0: mm. which one would it be Ooh, that's a good question
1: I mean, you're smart, Chris. Rolls to school. Rolls out. Yeah, (laughs) you
2: (laughs) see. Do you know what? I really loved listening to The Butterfly Effect because it was so... it, It took a subject that people wouldn't necessarily think that they would enjoy hearing about and made it so captivating. It was just incredible. And it made you kind of... Yeah, it kind of made you go, ah, and you wouldn't think you would about like porn industry people. You just wouldn't think so. But yeah, it's great. Loved it.
0: The Wire mm-hmm. or The Sopranos? Neither.
1: Chris's face is just... That's, that that would be where
2: the credits roll, isn't it? Yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, neither. And I'll be very, honest. You know, like, because this... I'll be honest. <laughs> With the
0: extra piano piece, which, you know, <laughs> something serious happened. Yeah. Like when Peggy died, they gave her the extra riff. That was just like a Christmas <laughs> special. i right only
2: there. watched like a few episodes of both. I haven't watched them all yeah i know what but you... i'll tell you what i did watch and what i what i've noticed a lot of people that have watched why i haven't seen um a show called the corner that's the predecessor yeah so mm. i watched the corner and what that depressed think? me oh yeah it was mm. so good like yeah. in terms of like a, a, a show but ah oh, wow wow my heart was heavy after that so no neither of those if i had to choose because uh, i can't choose i have, i can't i you know sorry okay
0: what are you currently watching on netflix
2: I literally. I, was about
0: to, I thought you were gonna say I don't have Netflix. No, <laughs> I was, was gonna say throw this
1: whole podcast away. <laughs> this
2: is interrogation. <laughs> I'm has. watching the second season of Friends from College. Um, is that any good? I really love is it. it. It's good
1: because um, the one of the women in there and the actresses in there is Robin Shabatsky. Yeah, Power from How About Your Mother? I wasn't your mother. Sure if,
2: She's in there, and the bald one out yeah. of K, K and Peel.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: he's in that. He's really funny. Oh, okay. um, and before that, I watched a, a series called You about a stalker. Yeah,
1: I've heard I've And heard I was you.
2: rooting for the guy, and I don't know what that says about me, but yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people were. I've been hearing a lot
1: of the same people who root that for the guy. Yeah.
2: yeah, I need to check that out. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, wow, who isn't? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is my celebrity crush? I'm quite partial to Trevante Rhodes. Who is that? He was in Moonlight. He played the oh, oldest um, the oldest version of the guy. Right. He's in the film called Bird Box that everyone is talking about as well.
0: Oh, the one with um, Sandra Bullock's walking yeah. around.
2: Yeah. The blindfold. He, yeah, he, he's um, he's in that. He's quite nice. Uh, hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: Who else? There's loads, you know. All saved on Instagram. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> My phone's off. Um yeah, there's yeah, he, he like, he's very nice. Um Maharshala Ali, he's nice too. He was also in Moonlight. Um, he's a good looking guy, you know, he I ain't gonna is. lie. He's a, very see, lucky, he's, a, he's
0: very a true detective. I see him on the TV and I said, This guy is too swaggy. Yeah. Mm. His I I don't know who tailors his suits either, but boy he's he very to be well with, dressed. He should be down with Hyrule. Yeah, he was signed to Hyrule, mm. Prince Ali. My mm. favourite rap group type thing. Collective.
2: Um so yeah, and also I know lots of women fancy Idris Elba, but like I really like his voice. So he was—he did—he um, was the tiger in Jungle Book, and when I watched it, I was just like, "Who's that?" And I found out it was just like, "All right," so I do like something about him. So yeah, Idris, <laughs> just voice, yeah it's just his I've voice. Just his voice, because I've heard
1: some things. Stop
0: it! This is a very pressing question. Oh God! Cool. And okay. I need you to take your time and mm. think, mm. right? Because I need an honest. Well thought out answer
2: Okay I feel like you're Taking the piss though Aren't you yeah. oh, okay. I, feel, okay,
0: I feel the cool. same I'm
2: deadly serious you, Okay Cool then Who
0: is The king Of R&B And if we need to Break it down to Generations I will go with you
2: Right Well Who, who is the king? Kang Yeah
0: <laughs> K- K-A-I-N-G <laughs> Who can sign
2: Right well We know of one That's been dethroned Who, who shall not be named um, I have no idea Who you're talking about Yeah exactly Do you know what the hard one. Some people have said Chris Brown, and I don't agree. I don't know if he has the catalog. I think Usher does.
0: He's in the conversation. Usher, Usher baby.
2: Usher has the catalog, yep. and I think people really need to put some respect on his name. Man's been in it for some time. He's
0: been in it. I haven't listened to Usher since um eight seven oh one. Okay. He did confessions. Did that come up before or after? I think it was after. Okay, so that was the last one I listened to. Yeah, I he love fell off. Yeah, oh, fell off. He's, he got yeah, pushed he off the he started to rock.
2: making some real shit well, and he, I couldn't, yeah. could not endorse.
0: When he made that Love in the Club tune, I'm like, no, I that's a rap. Mm. Good Kisser as well. Oh, you know, know even... what?
2: I liked Good Kisser. I yeah, think but it's because it's dirty though. That's the thing. It's yeah. the premise of it. I couldn't,
1: like, I the the song itself is well made only until I realised what he's talking about. I was like, mm. oh,
2: yes. yeah, I'd expect
1: better from you. Isha.
2: Who's the king for you?
1: It varies. Okay. It varies for me. Um,
0: I wasn't the the person who shall go unnamed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of his his voice mm-hmm. or his vocal ability, mm-hmm. but I really respected his songwriting mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. For me, if we're talking kings, I'm thinking, oh man, like names that come to mind. You know, your Keith Sweats, see Joe.
2: Oh my God! Because
0: so I'm a vocalist guy.
2: Yeah. See now. Right. See now, Joe. Joe. Joe see this is it. Joe's Joe catalog Thomas. again. Is, yeah, so, yeah, so maybe he could. Yeah, and he's he, older, isn't it? So he's he's older. King. I'm talking
0: Brian McKnight.
2: See, I would go Joe, Joe over Brian.
0: I've seen Brian live. Let me tell you what Brian did live. Babyface. No one's mentioning Babyface. Oh, no, face no, no. He, but he's he he is a a, a a deity. He's not the king. He's God. He reigns supreme. <laughs> okay, I just want to double check because he he roams in the firmaments.
1: I just want to double check because I
0: told you in the R&B, I will not let Babyface in my house because my woman will leave. I saw him live. I saw him live. Brian McKnight. Mm. I saw him at the Jazz Cafe. Mm. You, you have an idea what the stage is like. This man held a note from the left side
2: mm.
0: where the guitar was. Held the note, walked across the stage, started playing the piano. Wow. Got off the piano while still holding the note. Walked back, picked up the, the, the guitar and carried on singing. Damn. Gold status. Damn. Yeah? Brian. Brian, Joe. But there's Joe. a load in. Bobby things, Brown.
2: Bobby Brown. Well...
0: Bobby Brown, don't be cruel. Come on don't now. Be cool. Don't be cruel. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's got some. Yeah, he's awesome. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could probably name more Joe songs though.
0: Oh no, Bobby Bo- listen, Bobby Brown had us having slopes and all of that, man. Bobby Brown Yeah, you don't add slopes. <laughs> I have no slope. <laughs> Is it plantain? Or planting. I feel
2: like I shouldn't have even let you finish that question. <laughs> After I've done tell you yeah, <laughs> where I like to go on holiday. I'm just yeah. checking. I'm not on some plantain nonsense. It's planting.
0: Yes. Conversation. Yes, over. Cass. It's so over. my next question was gonna be who makes the best planting?
2: Uh Jamaica? Yeah.
0: Or, or... Ghana slash Nigeria? We've had this conversation right. no so, Yes, we have. We have. With who? On the podcast. You and me? Yeah, you just... I mentioned Cuba. Yes, yes. 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 But I want one of uh, my community spokespeople (laughs) Mm -hmm. to validate what I'm saying.
2: Right. So what I will say is, to me, there isn't really much competition in it. Because, A, if you're talking about fried planting...
0: Yeah, I'm talking fried planting because I know you can boil planting. I know you can roast it. Mm. But when we say planting, it's fried.
2: What what, what I'm going to say may disappoint you here. Um... I don't really love fried plantain Gee
1: whiz. Um,
2: I like baked plantain I like yeah. plantain when it's not too ripe Are you one of the and new And I have ethnics? it on the side of like something Are you one of the and new And if ethics? I had to choose between plantain and breadfruit or green banana I wouldn't choose plantain so You're one of the new ethnics aren't you? Yeah I'm new black
0: New black swing I have one <laughs> final question for you <laughs> This is my last question Go on Who is mm-hmm. your favourite host on the Breaking Atoms
2: podcast? Oh come on that's ridiculous Obviously it's Sumit Yes
0: <laughs> You know what Because I love Sumit so much right You can have that You can have that No
2: Pass. it's like it's.
1: Oh you couldn't choose
2: It's hard to choose I, don't, I'm, 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 I think I'm, you guys are equal
1: Yeah I, I'm surprised you would even I mean I knew it was coming I like jokes I knew it was you coming You know me I'm not serious Don't take anything
0: no, I seriously No say no serious. you no know, you He's put... the best best co-host in the world I only have one but still <laughs> like, It's been lovely speaking to you It's
2: been a pleasure guys
0: And I'm um, just you know On, on behalf of Sumit myself mm. really appreciate your support and um again like it said like-minded people and the fact that you just mess with our podcast and support us and we don't have to kind of play politics mm. or be a friend well i'd love to be a friend but you know what i mean yeah you know, be i got buy you stuff do you know what i mean like, i'll <laughs> buy your coffee don't no, no problem <laughs> um yeah we just really appreciate you know your your support and we feel your support validates us in some ways like oh, someone wow. with your kind of experience will actually listen to us mm. every week and we really do appreciate it. and thank you so much
2: it's been my pleasure thank you for having me no
0: thank you thank before you me. go mm-hmm. can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media
2: yeah so you can find me uh Cass underscore denton on twitter Cass in the hats on instagram and unedited you can find unedited uh if you search We are unedited everywhere or unedited everywhere. You'll know because it's like a red logo with a U. Great logo, by the way. Thank you. I didn't design it, but I will take the credit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're everywhere. Just, you know, search We Are Unedited. Check out the website. Check out our Twitter, our Insta. And, yeah, if you want to make a podcast, give us a shout.
1: So we're gonna wrap it up. Yep. Mr. Summit, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. You can find us on our socials at Break the Atoms. Chris's personal account is at IamKinetic. Don't, don't M- give up my details like that. Yes, safe for that. Christopher Mitchell. Government name. <laughs> um What was your middle name again? Wayne. Wayne Yeah man. Christopher Wayne Mitchell. I have to let you know I'm black. Wayne? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, my personal account is at HipHopChronicle, but I no longer use social media so yeah you've been missing for a minute I deactivated my Facebook did you? yep Facebook oh, is done we need done. to talk about
0: this on an episode
1: alright we'll do it in the next episode Facebook is done Twitter is done done basically it's there I don't use it and Instagram is there if I want to but I don't use it it's done
0: head of digital with no social media no no, no.
1: head of digital and content and what? No social. yeah 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 we'll talk about that okay but um thank you very much and Cass once again thank you very much for, for joining us we really appreciate it thanks for it. having me until next time